Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diversive space. Let's do this. Welcome to a new episode of the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm very excited about this week because we are going to talk about all things Halloween-y or spooky and um, there's quite a lot to talk about. Um, we'll be talking about ghosts, energy vampires, psychic attacks and graveyards uh, this week. So without further ado, let's get started. First, I want to say that in France, we don't actually celebrate Halloween. Uh, we celebrate the 1st of November as All Saints Days, à la Toussaint. But it's also the day where we go and visit our loved ones in heaven. Um, we go to cemeteries, we go tidy up the tombs uh, or the grave, grave well, I don't know, there's too, too many different words for that thing in English. I, I'm, I get confused. Uh, we put flowers and we remember um, our deceased loved ones, okay? Um, and this was um, reminded to me in a way, um, and, and my connection to cemeteries generally, which I'll explain in a second, by a post by Judy Brown, who's a networking expert on LinkedIn, I have read her book, which is brilliant, which is called The, the Shit Works. And she post posted a photo of orbs in a cemetery. Um, and it reminded me also of the topic of orbs. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But what I was reminded of first is that in my last visit in London, I actually walked through a cemetery with one of my very dear friends, took some pictures, really enjoyed the energy of it but it was more of a park or a mini forest or a mix of the two rather than a cemetery the tombs were really amongst the trees and the, the bushes um it had been a completely um abandoned cemetery for so long that nature took its course which makes it a very very special place um but i want also to talk to you about what happened to me uh, in my childhood i lived in montparnasse in paris and my bedroom window actually overlooked a cemetery. Um, so um, I, I, I was raised uh, around cemeteries. My grandmother, who was a bit of a different kind of grandmothers than most of my friends had, used to take us into the Cimetière Montparnasse to play hide and seek amongst the tombs. <laughs> That's pretty different, isn't it? Uh, until one day, my sister, uh, as she was entering one of those little chapels, um, came nose to nose with 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 the um, a homeless person, started screaming, and my grandmother came to the rescue and realized it might not have been actually the best of ideas, especially since we had a beautiful park uh, called the Jardin du Luxembourg, not that far from home. But I guess my grandmother was a bit lazy; she wasn't she was never much of a walker. So anyway. 
that's what's been in the background. Um, I also remember that the first time I got tipsy, um, and in France, it's not something we're usually proud of, but I had gone um, to actually some friends with my sister. My sister was three years older than me, so she was a sort of chaperone. And this friend of mine came from the West Indies and had the most amazing rum. Um, very strong though. And so um, I remember walking in the middle of the night back from his place, feeling very, very tipsy and, and doing an invocation to the dead as I walked through the cemetery at night with my sister, who was obviously horrified on, on many counts. She was uh, always the, the good the good girl and had to, um, to look after her little naughty sister. So yeah, I have um, quite a few links with cemeteries. Um, my grandmother, who I just mentioned as well, was also a natural clairvoyant and a bit of a medium. Um, and it was actually a plague for her because she thought she couldn't control this gift. And this is something I'm going to touch upon uh, in later episodes of um, of this podcast, because um, I actually believe you can control uh, your gifts if you're psychic. And uh, you can turn it into a strength rather than a weakness. She she really felt it was a curse. Um, I personally am very happy that I've never seen a dead person. Uh, the, the, for me, dead person is actually an oxymoron because I believe that there's life after death and that we survive uh, what we call death on earth and we are very much alive if not more alive than when we were on earth so it's a bit of an oxymoron but um, I'm glad I haven't seen ghosts I'm glad I've never seen um, light beings but I have um, captured orbs on my camera but also on video and I want to invite you to go and watch my orb video on my YouTube channel which is called Spiritual Lawyer the channel and I will add a link in the show notes and in the you know, content box underneath this um, podcast episode so that you can go and watch it. It's pretty special. It has over a thousand views. Um, and I am, even though, you know, I was trying to promote a part of my business that is defunct now. See, we're talking about graveyard. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely a theme for today. Um, just know that, um, yeah, I no longer do uh, slimming within my business, even though I am very happy to support people with their health journey and how to improve their lifestyle in terms of moving their bodies and eating more healthily. But I'm no longer interested in helping people slim, although it can be a side effect of the work that I do, obviously. So um, I, I actually don't believe, talking of cemeteries, that dead people hover over their graves or that uh, graveyards are, you know, sort of <laughs> um, second homes for people after they die. Um, I also don't believe that people rest in peace after they die. Um, I remember going for my first psychic medium reading in 2005. My grandmother died in the year 2000, I believe, in the summer, um, yeah, 2000, when just after I moved to the UK. And so at that psychic reading in 2005, my grandmother literally hijacked the, the, the session started telling me all sorts of things, including how, you know, um, how proud she was of, of what I'd done by leaving my first husband, et cetera, et cetera. 
And my mother told me off for disturbing the peace of my grandmother, whereas she was the one who barged in and I had not asked to speak to her at all. So there's a lot of myths again and false truths around um, life after death. We will be talking about that in a further episode, but just so that you know, yes, um, our departed loved ones can hover over their graves when we go and visit just because they want to be there to comfort us, uh, but it's not because they live in cemeteries. Um Right. Uh, and also, I want to mention one of my dearest spiritual teacher called Abraham Hicks, um, who have said again and again, and I think it's worth repeating because um, we have been told so many different truths repeatedly as well, that dead people are very much alive and interested in what they were interested in when they were on walking in a body on this planet. So lawyers will be hovering over other lawyers. Piano players will be um, hovering over piano players, etc., etc. Okay. But I do want to share with you what I consider the biggest difference between our loved ones in heaven, our departed loved ones, and ghosts. I think they're two very different things. So let's start with departed loved ones. The departed loved ones are just visiting, okay? When they come to see us, when they come to comfort us or give us a message, they're crossing across dimension to come onto the earth plane, which is a very much lower vibration than where people are, which is why traditionally people talked about heaven being up above, but it's more a question of the vibration. We are a very dense vibration to the point where uh, matter can be touched and uh, on this earth plane. Um, it's different in the spirit world. Um, there's there's no solids in the spirit world, which is precisely why they don't have a body anymore, but they're still the same people. Um, so the biggest difference, they're just visiting. They do not haunt. No departed loved one will haunt you. Unless they hated you, but then they're not a departed loved one, are they? They are a departed hated hater. <laughs> so that's quite a different energy. They're not attached to a specific venue. So I mentioned about the cemetery earlier. Um, they don't have to be in churches or cemeteries or anything like that. They they go anywhere they want, and they go anywhere they want in a split second. Um, because um traveling through time and space in the spirit world is instant. They usually have a higher perspective than we do because they have access to information that we don't um, by being in the spirit world. But that doesn't mean that they are these perfect beings that are super evolved, etc. So if your Uncle Bob was a little bit of a joker in, on the earth plane, he will still have the same sort of personality in the spirit world. At least that's what he's going to show to you so that you recognize him if he pops in or if he speaks to you through a psychic medium. But Uncle Bob now has a peek into the bigger picture. So he will be able to impart to you wisdom that he didn't have access to before he died. Okay. Um, so um, you might not know that my father died in 2014. I actually wrote a memoir called My Father Who Art in Heaven that's available on my online shop at uh, www.theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash shop. 
And I talk a lot about um, life before death, life after death, meeting people in your sleep or in um, at an energy level, even if before they have died, because that's what my dad did. He came to give me a hug whilst he was having a nap in France. He came all the way to the UK to give me a hug and let me know that he was dying and that needed to come and visit him as soon as possible. So this, these are the loved ones in heaven or, or the energetic encounters that you can have with loved ones. Ghosts, on the other hand, are very different creatures. First of all, they are here permanently. They are trapped in the material world, in between worlds, so to speak. So they are at the lowest end of the energetic planes, which is very close to where we are, because we are the material, which is one, one, one step down. They usually try to get humans to vacate a place that they believe is there. So they might be the owner of a house that died in the house, maybe in a tra tragic way, uh, and you buy the house and they're still there and they don't understand why you're living in their house. And I find that the, um, the film The Others with Nicole Kidman is a really good depiction of what can happen in that scenario. Um, and it shows them in, in a lovely light, actually, that family that still thinks that they're living in their own house, whereas they actually have transitioned into the spiritual, they have died, their bodies are, you know, buried, but they don't realize that they're dead. And that can happen when people have a sudden death or violent death, um, so accidents, murders, things like that. They're also attached to a specific venue. They're not likely to um, follow you around, although they can. Once they've connected to you, they can actually go to different places. But usually they prefer to be in the venue. And sometimes they're attached to the venue where they died because they haven't um, freed themselves from the trauma. So the trauma energy is still in the space where it happened and they're attached to it. And as I said earlier, they often don't, don't know that they're dead, okay? They're also not necessarily real people. So I'm going to touch very, very briefly on two things, um, memory, in, memory or energy imprint and entities. So sometimes in pubs or haunted houses um, that a lot of paranormal uh, geeks uh, love to visit, what is happening really is the energy of the house contains the memory of the people who were there. So it's not actually the people who were there, it's the memory of what happened. Um, and this can be very strong. So that was, sometimes people mistake that for ghosts. It's actually psychic energy that's been trapped in a house. And I've worked enough on um, clearing people's um, uh, energies in their houses to know that this can be changed. Obviously, because there's so much business happening around these haunted houses, they wouldn't want to do that because it's a tourist attraction. And why not? You know, people uh, like to, you know, people who are into horror movies probably love going to these haunted places as well. It's not my thing, but, you know, I respect that. You have to understand as well that, that these energies, these entities cannot hurt you. Uh, without your permission but what they can do is they can attach to your mind and they can play with your beliefs and what you see even okay so once they attach to you they can have an influence um, and, and they can actually push you to um, you know uh, use drugs or abuse alcohol do substance abuse generally because that's probably something if they were beings on this planet like humans before 
and they were addicted to drugs or alcohol, they look for a human that is likely to be open to do that. They attach themselves to you. And the way they can attach themselves to you is because your auric, your energy field around you might not be um, uh, secure. It might have holes in it, especially if you've abused substances before. And so um, they're almost looking like a, to a host that can re replicate the experiences they had when they were there with their bodies that they are missing okay and then there's entities which are the opposite of beings of light and we're going to talk about orbs as well because orbs and entities are literally opposite so if you think that there might be angels that exist and i'm definitely going to do an episode on angels in this on this podcast the opposite the shadow side of angels are entities and I don't want to say that one is better than the other. It just is. We need to learn to be neutral about all these things because entities are here to teach us lessons. Um, they often hover around pubs, places of mass murders or massacres, dark spots on the earth. And if you happen to go to these spots when you're personally vulnerable, um, then they will attach to you. As you might have guessed, I'm passionate about promoting true spirituality in all areas of life, which is why I created the True Spirituality Summit in July 2023. Seven amazing speakers joined me to talk about true spirituality within relationships, creativity, health, money, self-love, parenting, and trauma and healing. The summit is free, so why don't you check it out on the Thinkific platform? I am the spiritual lawyer there, and the URL is https column two forward slash spiritual lawyer in one word dot thinkific.com. Um, so we'll talk about orbs briefly, also uh, in in relation to the memoir I wrote about my dad, because I decided to have an orb put on the cover picture for the book for a specific reason. Uh, and one of these reasons is that uh, literally the day or two days after my dad died, I went to Paris for to go and support my family. 
and um, I was walking in the 16th arrondissement um, to go and stay with a friend because I didn't want to stay with my family at the time. It was too emotional and too difficult to manage. And when I walked into a street in Paris, I decided suddenly to turn around and take a picture with my phone and I captured an orb. And I believe this was the orb of my dad who was following me around uh, after his death um, to give me some comfort. Then a few days later, I met with a cousin of mine um, to give him a speech I wanted him to read at the at the mass uh, in church. We met outside the church where the mass was going to be um, performed or whatever or conducted uh, because I couldn't go to my dad's funeral due to the fact that my mum's brother who had molested me as a teen was going to be at the funeral and I didn't want to be confronted with him. So I gave my cousin... This, the, the talk, the speech I wanted to, him to read um, from me, from my father at his funeral. And before I, I uh, he arrived, um, we, we had agreed to meet in front of the church. Uh, I took a picture of the church and there were two orbs on either side of the church. And these are pictures that I think I inserted in the book. Uh, and I believe that these two orbs were my dad and my grandmother who were there um, to help the people for the funeral the next day preparing the scene and, and I talk about that in the book so it's quite interesting um I believe that people and it's not to put me on a pedestal because up until that point I had never been able to take an orb picture and I haven't taken that many since but I believe that it takes um an open-mindedness to be able to take a picture of an orb and not everybody can capture them so, uh, so just that, you know, uh, you might need to do some work on yourself spiritually before you can capture or see orbs. Um, and, and that's okay. It's okay not to see orbs. It's okay not to capture them on picture, but when you do, they're pretty magical. And for me, they've given me so much comfort, right? We're going to talk about energy vampires as part of today's podcast episode. And, um, so energy vampires, uh, I need to get back to my grandmother again because she was an energy vampire. So what is it? Energy vampires are people who drain you, okay? Before you see or talk to them, you feel great. And after you talk to them, you feel exhausted. You might even want to go to sleep, okay? They can be friends, relatives, colleagues, even random people at the supermarket or on social media. And as I'm mentioning social media here, they can drain you from just you reading their post on social media. So you are warned, be careful what you read. If you start feeling yucky when you read someone's post, pull away, do not continue to read. That's because they have put something on their post that is designed to pull your energy in and to suck it dry. They might not even know how energy works, but they can still do it because most people know how to instinctively use energy and manipulative people more than anybody else. And there's a reason they do that. It's because they're completely depleted of energy themselves. So it's a survival mechanism. They need other people's energies to survive, just like vampires. That's why they're called energy vampires. So they will do these things for their own survival because they don't know that they can actually work on themselves and find the source of energy within themselves. So until they can, they use other people to do that. And they might never change. They might never, they might never learn not to do what they do. So you need to protect yourself. Okay. How does it work? So um, most people 
have an open energy field. Now, I haven't talked about the energy field before. Um, let's imagine it's like a little bubble of light that's around you that's here to protect you. But this bubble of life can be of light, sorry, can be compromised by medication, by accidents you might have had, by emotional traumas you might have had, and that can create holes in your energy field. In that case, your energy field is not protective anymore or not as much as it mm -hmm. used to be. And that's how other people can literally jump in and um and suck you dry. Um, it's a little bit like if you left the door open to your house so everyone can come in and take whatever they want from your house. And as I said earlier, and I need to repeat this, energy vampires do not need to know how energy works in order for them to use it. Okay, They drain you through three strategies, negativity, complaining, and um, arguments. Right. So if you see these three things playing out, step back, or at least... Take your energy back. You can do that very simply by saying your name three times. And after your name, you say, come back to me. Okay. So I, whenever I went to visit my grandmother, um, I would always come back feeling drained or with a sudden change of mood. And I thought I was moody. I thought there was something wrong with me until I trained in Reiki and realized, no, 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 it was her doing her thing on me. There was nothing wrong with me. I was just more susceptible to being drained by her. And it's, it's, it's normal. You know, she was my grandmother. I loved her. I would have never thought of protecting myself around her. And in any way, nobody knew about energy in my family and nobody explained these things to me. Um, energy vampires will also try to make you feel pity for them or to put you on the defensive. And that that's almost like opening the door into your energy. When someone makes you feel pity, defensive, negative, when they complain or they're argumentative or they start a big argument for no reason, that is almost like knocking down your defenses and, and getting in, okay? And then they'll hook in and they'll siphon you. So positive and loving people tend to attract energy vampires because they have what the en energy vampires don't have, okay? So they're like moths to a flame. When you're around an energy vampire, please do not give them the benefit of the doubt. Immediately put your protection up. And um, there are a couple of things that you can do to protect yourself. One of them is to limit the amount of time that you spend with them. It's not always possible not to spend any time with them, but limit it. And then imagine that you have a bubble of light around you or that you put a cloak on yourself energetically so that you're protected from their tactics. And if they start trying to poke you or engage you in, in an argument or in an argumentative discussion, just pull back, okay? Don't engage. Um, just nod and smile like you're agreeing with them, but don't engage, okay? Um so I um, I might have mentioned before that I've trained as a Reiki master. So I've learned a lot about energy, but it's also through my work as a healer that I've learned all these things. And of course, um, as, as a psychic, I've trained as a psychic so I can feel these things. And I want to explain to you a little bit how this whole energy exchange can work, um, especially with regards to cords, because energy vampires cord you and they can continue to suck your energy from a distance once they've corded you. 
um, because we're all connected by strands of energy um, to each other. You are connected by strands of energy to everyone you know. And then everyone you know is connected to, by strands of energy to the people they know. So you can imagine it's like a, a, a worldwide web of energy. Um, so once um, the difference is when an energy vampire is connected to you energetically, they have a hook. So it's almost like uh, it's a vacuum cleaner. It's something that sucks from you rather than a, a fair exchange of give and take. Does that make sense? And these are usually people who are takers rather than givers. And I'm actually not saying that givers and takers are better than each other. I think balance is always important. It's just that they have been raised or their experiences have led them to just take because they have nothing to give. Um, but that doesn't mean that you should give to them, uh, especially on an unfair exchange of that sort. Okay. So um, energy vampires just use their strengths to, to, to suck you. They can do that from a distance, but they can also do that even after they die. And I had to help one of my clients whose father was still sucking her energetically after he died. That was something that blew my mind when I saw it because I, I nobody had told me that this was something possible, but it is. At the same time, removing cords is something that can be done very quickly and very easily if you're ready to release the cord. Um, you can probably um, Google how to do that uh, if you want to. I personally recommend using a practitioner because an experienced practitioner, because there's, there's things that are a little bit tricky in removing energy cords, okay? Um, so one of the things that can open the door to um, ghosts, entities, um, are both tarot cards and Uji boards. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be using them, but that means that I would never recommend someone to use them unless they have training and that they've learned how to protect themselves and to have a sort of um, gatekeeper, I think they're called in the in the medium, uh, psychic medium uh, world. So uh, someone or, or a guide, and, and we'll talk about uh, spirit guides at some point, further time in, in on this podcast i can't just, just cram it all in in one go but having some sort of protection before you open the door for the spirit world to come in and communicate with you because otherwise it's literally the same as as i said opening your door and letting everybody in and you're likely to attract some unsavory characters you know um and I don't want you to be um, to be living with this. Um, I'm going to talk about one more thing, uh, and then I'll direct you to a podcast episode I've done on someone else's podcast um, that is going to help you if you're interested in the tarot and you want to learn the top three mistakes to avoid when using tarot cards. So psychic attacks are also quite common. Sadly, I've had at least two or three happen to me. Um, and... I want you to understand a little bit better what's happening when someone is attacking you psychically. So the first thing is, is to realize, you don't always realize you've been psychically attacked, but the way you're likely to feel is off key, on edge, anxious, and maybe even nauseous, right? And if that happens to you without a reason, when you don't really understand what's, you know, you, you can't find a visible cause, then I want you to look into that after obviously that you've checked um, from a health perspective that there's nothing wrong with you because you know it's important to look after the physical, the body before we we look into these energetic things. 
So what, what's the definition of a psychic attack? It's someone who's sending you their negative energy and like literally pouring it into your energy field, okay? And they're integrating that into your energy. So why, why do they do that? Or why are they able to do that? I mentioned it earlier. It's probably because your energy field is too open or had, has holes or you've opened yourself up to that person and you didn't know you needed to protect yourself from there. I was attacked by one of my own Reiki students. And it was a shock. I didn't see it coming. I triggered her, which is often those, you know, uh, what spiritual teachers do. They have to challenge you. They have to trigger you to help your growth. And she lashed out, but she didn't lash out just with her words. Energetically, she tried to blast me and obliterate me. And I was very lucky to have my best friend in the room who saw it happening and who could confirm to me that this was what happened. Because I thought I would imagined everything and I wasn't really, I'd never been psychically attacked before. It was very, very shocking. Someone can be a, uh, on social, a troll on social media can psychically attack you. Um, so just be aware of that as well. Even if they don't know anything about energy, I need to repeat this again and again. It could also be someone you know. It's most likely to be someone you know or someone who knows you. So maybe someone who's jealous of your success. This can really happen on the online world and in the physical world as well, actually. So the attack can be, there's, there's three aspects I want to talk about. The one I want to I talk about psychic attack. It can be either deliberate or accidental. So um, deliberate is because they project their hatred, their jealousy, their anger at you. Accidental is more someone who loves you, but who worries about you so much, but they dump their, um, their anxiety or their fear onto you energetically. And I also want to say, if the person is triggered by something that you've said, it can also be violent. It can really feel almost like a punch in the face, even though the person hasn't touched you. Okay. Now I want to share with you one session I did with a client very recently. I think it was a couple of weeks ago where she woke up in the middle of the night feeling that she had had a stroke. She panicked so much that she called her GP. She made an appointment. They did all the tests. And she had all the physical symptoms of a stroke. But when they checked physically, this is also why I'm asking you to please go to your doctor and make sure there's nothing physical. All the tests were clear. And when I tuned into her energy field, I saw very quickly that it was the, the sister of her partner who had done this to her. Um. And once we did the energetic work to remove um, the energy of that woman from her energy field, she felt herself again. So, you know, sometimes people think that energetic work is woo-woo, fluffy, that has no practical implications. Um, I want you to remember this story about someone who had very physical symptoms. And, and by doing this work and removing these cords and that horrible energy that she had sent her, uh, she was be she was able to be herself again. Now, the last thing I want you to do, I've, I haven't actually asked you to do anything so far, but I do want you to go and listen 
to um, a podcast episode that was released on Julie Brown's podcast on Tuesday for Halloween. I did a Halloween special with her where I shared the top three mistakes that people do when using the tarot, um, because I know tarot is becoming a very popular medium. And I want to make sure that when people use it, and it's a fantastic tool to explore the psyche, to explore your own beliefs. Um, it's an incredible mindset tool. But if you're not trained properly on how to use it and you have don't have the basics in place to protect yourself, remember I said earlier, it can open your psychic field, your energy field to anyone and anything. So um, head over to a podcast called uh, This Shit Works. Uh, by Julie Brown, and I will definitely put the link in the show notes and in the description box to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the episode this week. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the the true spirituality with Ange podcast i want you before you go if i could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast please also if possible share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them especially if you've liked them a lot and um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity, and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.